I'm really excited to talk about Glee. Feeling enthused for our second episode. <laughs> You're listening to That's What You Missed. Yeah, welcome back. second episode. Welcome back. Yeah. And we're here to talk about Glee. Woo! Glee! Glee! We're going to talk about season one. Season one. As we talked about last episode, we're going to go over like how Glee was received, what type of culture it was, you know, going into. Mm-hmm. And then um, eventually we'll do this kind of episode for each season at the start of when we start to talk about that season. I hope that made sense. I thought it made sense. I think that's great. Thank you so much. <laughs> if you didn't think it made sense, please keep that to yourself. We're very sensitive podcasters. <laughs> Well, it'll probably, if it didn't make sense now, it probably will make sense because we'll start talking about it. And then you'll be like, oh, now it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. So just, just, you know, stay on the line. So what do you remember from season one? You know, at this point, I've seen it a number of times. <laughs> same, so, same. <laughs> there's like so many that stick out, but I remember the mattress situation, the, where they do the commercial mm-hmm. mattress company. That really sticks out to me when Sue sings physical. Oh my gosh. I would say that's more scarring. I would too. You know, I remember it because it hurt me. <laughs> I and remember I- it, but I try to forget. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I would like to forget. And also the Akafella's storyline, I really think unsung hero of season one. No, like, I, I have slapped. to disagree. <laughs> that was like kind of funny of them so. uh, yeah it was funny I just I definitely try to I try to forget that one because it's painful um, for all of us apparently I only remember like painful storylines yeah one I'm here with the triggering memories yeah I think actually all the ones I remember I also remember because they were painful like I very vividly remember when Finn sings like having my baby at Quinn's parents' house to tell them she's pregnant without consulting her ahead of time, knowing full well she did not have any intention of telling them at this point. That's one of those situations in Glee where it's like, I don't even have the mental capacity to unpack all of the issues with that scene. Like, there's so many problems there. I am a firm believer in watching the entirety of things so if you listen to an album you can't just skip to your favorite songs Mm. you watch a tv show you can't skip ahead this is one where I do sometimes wish I can't bring myself to do it but I get really close to skipping because it's just so embarrassing for him and then I think the episode where Quinn and Puck babysit together I remember really well and I don't remember what they sing but they like sing to the um maybe that's in season two no, oh, I definitely I in season one. It's definitely in season one because I can remember Quinn's hair. I didn't do any research on this ahead of time. So <laughs> I'm not as sure it is you. Oh, oh, like on, on this specific question. Yes, on this specific question. I was yes. like, Miss Girl did all the research. <laughs> um, yes, understood. Well, okay, do you remember like other fave musical numbers that they did? Jesse St. James is in season one, right? Yeah, he is. Yes. He is. The entirety of the Jesse St. James thing. That's when he because... comes in with his 
a, a little school in Southern California. You, you might've heard of it, whatever. It's called the University of California, Los Angeles. Yes. Um, literally want to go to UCLA for grad school just so that I can put that as like my Instagram caption announcement. Maybe you've heard of it. And then Run Joey Run. Mm-hmm. That's a messy, messy situation. Is that that very messy situation with both of them? Right? She likes all three of them. So Rachel, Puck, Finn, and Jesse St. James. We're getting ahead of ourselves, though. We're going to do a guest stars episode, so we have to keep right. We'll circle back to Jesse St. James. He's going to come up again. Don't worry. Um, I think about Jesse St. James all the time. You're not Jesse St. James stands. Yeah, we're going to get to you guys. But yeah, I think those are the main ones I remember. Talk about some other things that were going on in the world, like some popular TV shows. And I noticed a theme when I was looking at popular TV shows. Mm-hmm. Did you did you notice a theme, Anna? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like, well, there's like, I feel like a couple themes. There's like a main mm-hmm. theme that I know that you're talking about in this moment. There's also a theme of like bad TV. Let's all just be honest. Okay. Like, <laughs> 2009, we were not cranking out bangers. Enough. There were a couple. But like big time rush, for example, big big time rush is the Jonas LA, Jonas LA television. Exactly. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you talk about that theme that you're sensing and noticing? Okay. So, so as we were talking about with Quinn and the pregnancy thing, I think this might be where my like deeply ingrained fear of being pregnant Mm -hmm. comes from Yes, because you have Quinn and then the two, two of the most popular TV shows airing in 2009 were teen mom and 16 and pregnant. We were obsessed with pregnant teenagers. No, we were. And I don't know if this is just because like I was about to be a teenager when like all of this was happening, but like, I feel like there was a really big stress on like teen pregnancy. And like I said, like, I don't know if that's because we were about to become teens and they were worried about us getting pregnant, but like, yeah, I don't, and I don't feel like my sister had that fear. I'll have to ask her. Yeah, definitely. We should do some research. Do some research. Was it a universal fear being pregnant at 16, even though you're too busy reading and doing homework? To yeah, date? I was like, there, that wasn't a concern for me when I was 16. No. <laughs> like, no. no don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> but what if? Yeah. And then some other terrible TV shows, Jersey Shore. I didn't watch it, but I remember it being like a cultural moment. It was a, we did have a Jersey Shore moment as like a society. I also didn't mm-hmm. watch it. No, the Vampire Diaries. My that, students now are obsessed with the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. I feel like it's had like a resurgence. Mm-hmm. Similar to Glee. Similar to Glee, but not as good. Not as good. No, no music, for example. Exactly. Um, You're not breaking out into song. I'm not interested. No, don't sign me up. My students here are obsessed with the Vampire Diaries and Gossip Girl. Honestly, um, two great TV shows. and then modern family that was that's a good one yeah do you like i think it's like widely regarded as one of the like best sitcoms of all time it's pretty good and it has a lot of gays in it which i love yeah and it like wrote the stereotype for men playing gay men in the future did you watch the prom it i when i watched it i was like so james gordon just like watched modern family yes exactly and said okay i'm gonna go play a gay man now even though like james gordon is like the gayest man to ever exist even though like i know he's not but like he is Mm -hmm. you know he's like a little for yeah well well something something happening exactly big time rush hello i know 
I when I when I my sister and I rewatched the pilot when I saw that I was like oh my gosh Minnesota I know people from Minnesota yeah you do when I first watched it as a child I was definitely like what is that yeah that's fair that's like a California mindset though I'm not surprised no it's true I I accept all criticism on this I know that I (laughs) I am a Californian Sunny with a chance (laughs) I really like Sunny with a chance when I was little I have not seen it is that the one with Demi Lovato in it yeah they're in it this is definitely not interesting to people who are here frankly podcast it's like about the making of like a like a children's SNL type show oh okay so they're all actors on like this like skit based um comedy show that's like for kids got um, it and so you like and then I think when um the show got canceled because Demi Lovato had to go to rehab I don't remember why they canceled it oh. um they tried to transition to just doing the like skit version of the show and it didn't oh. work well no I feel like shows like that like it has like a very set reason that it's succeeding and then they take that out and it's like yeah yeah like when they lost Debbie Ryan and they tried to make why do I know so much about Disney yeah what is this lore Um, when they tried they when Debbie Debbie Ryan left Jesse they tried to make Bunked which was like a show about the kids going to summer camp oh also didn't work that well yeah okay I only listed three popular movies that came out because I the rest of them I like didn't recognize yeah Um, we get up the princess and the frog one of my favorite Disney movies and Avatar I've never seen Avatar. I just remember in 2008, that shit, like, fucked. It was so good. Everybody was like, Avatar. But and now no one remembers anything about it. No, and if you rewatch it, it's bad. Like, I'll just, I'll just come out and say it. <laughs> it's bad. Like, we must have just been deprived, I think, in 2008, Honestly, 2009. I think, like, people were just, like, it was one of the first times you saw, like, I mean, I've never seen the movie, so if this is wrong, sorry. But, like, I think I remember people being really just really impressed with like the CGI. Yeah, I think that was a lot of it. Because now we're like, like, CGI, whatever. That's ugly. Yeah, because now Marvel (laughs) just films everything in front of a green screen. Exactly. I'm a Marvel stan, don't, you know, this is said with love, but they film (laughs) everything in front of a green screen. Well, I mean, you gotta. It's Mm -hmm. the way of the future. So no practical effects, just special effects. But an okay year for film. Yeah, it was fine. I never saw it. Was fine. Or The Princess and the Frog. So. Never to this day? Never to this day. Oh my gosh. I've seen The Princess and the Frog so many times. I've only seen it up like twice because the, this is a very basic opinion, but the opening montage does make me cry. You know, that's why I didn't see it. Everybody's like, it made me cry. And I was like, not going to watch a movie that makes me cry. Sorry. So I And still- then, oh my gosh. And The Princess and the Frog. This is this is a spoiler, but the movie's also been out since 2009. When the little firefly dies, I cried in the theater. This is why I can't watch movies like that because I just cry. It's just too sad. Yes, and I remember it really scared me because there's like um like ghosty magic stuff happening, Mm -hmm. and I hate horror. And Mm -hmm. I know that's not horror, but like as when I was like 12, that was a lot. Yeah, you were like that's Um, scary. And but the song does slap, so. But I, I know. Well, like, I've heard the music. Okay. The music is is slapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good film. A good film. So movies, TV show, most important thing. Now let's talk about politics. 
the great recession was happening yeah that was kind of a bummer I have to say I mean I feel like the great recession really impacted my view of money as an adult mm -hmm. because I think it happened when we were like just starting to become aware that like things cost money and money isn't like infinite or at least for me Mm -hmm. um this was like the first time where I was like oh like money you know like I can't just like because I remember when I was like oh my god this is real was um we used to be allowed to get ice cream after school every Friday and then my parents were like we can't afford to do that anymore because my mm -hmm. dad lost his job um and I was like oh mm -hmm. we can't You're afford like, to get Baskin yeah. Robbins what do you mean Baskin Robbins um and you know like I, I recognize obviously that like you know not having to think about money until you're in eighth grade is like an immense privilege but like for me like the great recession was when I was like oh money well it's, it's, it is yeah and it was like also at like a natural time for us to have to start thinking about it too like more just mm -hmm. because like you're you're getting to an age where it's like appropriate to have a job at some point you know when you're like mm -hmm. 15 16 um and like yeah just having to think more about that and then to have like this huge thing happen um and then um Obama was inaugurated on a positive note all all that I can think of is like just like simpler times it just like simpler you times. know I wasn't as jaded this is when I was still going to school because I was homeschooled for two years in middle school but during the campaign I was still going to school and I remember like sitting around at lunch one time and like one of the guys like standing up and being like, so who's everyone's parents voting for? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, this, um, and I was like, my mom's going to vote for Obama. And then he was like, okay, okay. And then someone else was like, I think my dad's going to vote for John McCain. And he was like, you can't sit here anymore. <laughs> And There's he only was two right. tables for the fourth graders. So like, or the fifth graders or whatever, we got two tables in the lunch area. So like, where are they going to go? They on have the <laughs> sit on the floor. If your parents sit are voting for McCain, your parents are voting for John McCain, <laughs> sit on the floor, <laughs> sit your ass down. <laughs> uh, so funny. Simpler times. Little kids just, little kids just spitting their parents' political opinions with like no understanding of what they're saying wild goofy yeah for sure <laughs> and fifth graders are like primed for that oh yeah because you're like right at the age where you can understand kind of what's going on but also you don't mm -hmm. really know what's going on like you're still kind of exactly baby. yeah like I knew my mom didn't like George Bush but I like didn't know anything about why so like mm -hmm. um my mom um I don't remember if she had or she like almost bought and then my dad was like please don't put that on her car um but she got she wanted to buy like a bumper sticker that's like don't blame me I voted for Carrie and I thought that was so funny. I didn't even know who that's John Kerry her. was. I was just yeah. like, ha ha ha, that's funny because you didn't vote for Bush. <laughs> and you were right. You know what? It and is she funny because right. she didn't vote for Bush. As she wouldn't um, have. Yeah, good job, Kim. If True. you're listening, mom, shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I was like, yeah, yeah, don't blame me. I voted for Carrie. I'm, I was, I I'm tired. Don't blame me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> More Disney lore. Um, Toon Disney transitions into Disney XD. Big moment for Aaron um, over here. Big moment. They started airing Phineas and Ferb and Gravity Falls. Mm -hmm. I used to love Gravity Falls. Mm -hmm. And now I think Disney XD is just for like streamers. Oh, 
Because sometimes when I'm home and I like peruse channels mm-hmm. or like when I got my wisdom teeth out, I would like get up in the morning and ice my face and watch Finney- and watch Phineas and Ferb with my dad at like four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Andrew. Wonderful. Love you. And um, afterwards, I would turn the TV back on in like a couple hours and it would be like people playing video games. I was like, what happened to Disney XD? But it's I guess it's- Disney XD. But I guess maybe it's good because like, you know, streamers are, can be kind of like, you know, evil. So it's good that kids have like exposure to like censored content. That sounded awful. Please don't take that out of context. (laughs) Streamers can be kind of evil. No, no, no. The kids have access to censored content. (laughs) That's not what I meant. I just meant we shouldn't expose children to like YouTube streamers, maybe. No, I think you're all good. I agree canceled in the second episode <laughs> <laughs> okay and what was Iowa up to yes Miss Iowa love her well love to hate her really the only good thing that Iowa has ever done is that it became the third state in the U.S. and first state in the Midwest bless up to legalize gay marriage one really wouldn't think that it would be Iowa and yet here we are no yeah. I would Iowa would not have been my guess if you asked me no wouldn't be no offense anywhere on my list of like top five in the U.S. and I would have said Minnesota if you asked what the first Midwestern state was Mm -hmm. mainly because Minnesota's the one I that I remember yeah well and all the people you know in Minnesota are gay as fuck so that is also true (laughs) I'd be like well my friends are from there then they're they're gay so they're gay so Meat booth adds up. <laughs> this is, you know, one plus one. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Legalized gay marriage first. Exactly. Um, but no, it was Iowa. It was Iowa. Good job, Queen. And I think we talked about this last time too that, like, you know, Glee came out in a world where gay marriage wasn't legal nationwide. Yeah. Whack. Whack. Um, more Disney lore. Sorry. Um, they bought Marvel and Marvel proceeded to MF tank. And then the swine okay. flu. Oh, yes. The swine flu. I kind of, you know, in, in, in retrospect, doesn't seem that bad. No, I was gonna say it. <laughs> that's what I was. I was trying to get the words together to say that. Where I was like, at the time, it felt like the world was ending. But now I'm like, I would trade this for the swine flu in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah, I would. Me. Simpler times. Simpler Maybe. times. Bring back the swine flu. I mean, right. don't. Don't yeah. actually, because we actually have to deal with this other thing that we're dealing with. But yeah. Definitely, once again, simpler times. Um, Simpler times. Especially infectious disease-wise, just a little easier. Yeah. Circling back to the glee of it all. For the premiere, we had 9.62 million viewers. I can't even conceptualize that. Like, that's so many people watching, like, a TV show. And now, because, like, network TV is kind of dying, and so... It's like weird to picture something being that big of like a deal. Um, I agree. Because I think now like most shows that are do well hit like 3 million viewers. Jeez. That's like Which is insane. way less. If I, do, if I did the math correctly, that's less. Well, you're definitely right about that. <laughs> definitely correct. And it averaged 9 million over the whole season. I think the lowest it dipped to was like 7 million on a couple episodes. Wow. But that's like, like asking people to watch 22, 22 episodes of a TV show is a lot. Especially when the TV show is Glee. 
especially with a TV show, it's Glee. Exactly. Like nowadays, like most when Netflix comes out with a TV show, it's like like eight episodes, which is very different. It's like a tiny movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think having like streaming services has really changed the game in terms of like Mm -hmm. watching TV. No more 22 episode seasons. No, I feel okay about that though. 22. Yeah. Can you imagine if Netflix was like, okay, bitches, here's 22 episodes of the Umbrella Academy. Go hog wild. And like the demand, like the demand on actors was so different Mm because it was like, this is your life versus like, I feel like now, I mean, I don't know much about acting, but I, my sense is that now it's more akin to shooting a movie. Mm -hmm. That's probably, I mean, like, yeah, I have no idea either what I'm talking about. So take everything I say with a grain of salt, but that's probably. Yeah. Everything we say on here is uneducated and we should not have this platform. (laughs) So just note that everybody. (laughs) The most viewed episode was the introduction of one Jesse St. James. Oh my God. Hello premiered on April 13th, 2010, because, you know, back in the day, seasons used to run for, you'd have like 11 episodes, a mid-season break, and then 11 episodes again. Um, and so we were into April at this point. Um, 13.66 million people watched it. That's so many people. I don't understand. No, it's insane. I mean, Jesse St. James brought him in. Thank you, Jonathan Groff. <laughs> Not Mr. Jonathan Groff. Real Lynn. Mr. I was going to say Mr. Hamilton, but he is not. He doesn't play Hamilton. No. Plays King George. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Clearly, I'm not up to date on the Hamilton facts. But I just know a lot of embarrassing facts about media is what we're learning. You know, and that's that's great because it makes up for what I don't know. My brain can't store useful information. Give and take. Exactly. That's what a podcasting co-host relationship is. I know random stuff about mid 2000s Disney and Hamilton. And I know nothing. That's, that's the whole thing. (laughs) That's the whole thing. And you're here to provide the humor. And then we have 7 million digital downloads of the Glee singles. Definitely one of those on multiple occasions. So, oh, for sure. I am at least a million of them. (laughs) Me, a million of them downloads. My parents gave me a thick iTunes gift card. You said it's all going towards Glee, baby. It's all Glee, going. Glee, I it Glee. did actually. No, I, I hear think that. Anytime I got because my parents were really big into like buying CDs, but they wouldn't buy Glee. Right. Um, do you remember what songs you downloaded? Well, there were definitely some from like when they did their original songs. I remember distinctly one with um, a pink background and a blue slushy on it, but I don't remember which <laughs> song it was. <laughs> Yes, I just remember playing them on my iPod, which is nice. a very near and dear memory mm-hmm. to my heart. What about you? I I think I downloaded on my own and I would like sit in the back of the car and like look out the window and just like mm-hmm. listen to Leah Michelle sing on my own like over and over and over just again. Just having a moment. And just be like, my life is so sad. This, um, you know, like whatever boy I had a crush on in fifth grade, like doesn't like me back mm-hmm. um I'm just gonna you know stare out the window and listen to on my own pretending he's no. beside me the trees are bare the streets are full of strangers a lot of musical theater tidbits up here yeah clearly <laughs> I mean to be honest it is a slapper though like that's a, it is. a real gem from that season I have to say it is a slapper yeah I also used to use that as an audition song when I was a theater kid 
Mm, I feel like that's a classic one. Yeah, it is. It's definitely not one that if you're listening to this and considering choosing an audition song, I would stay away from On My Own because everybody chooses it. If you're a mezzo-soprano, you sing On My Own. That's the law. That's the law. (laughs) How was Glee received? I mean, we loved it. Yeah, I mean, you know what the general populace thought. Like, we were all like, yeah, Glee, live, laugh, love Glee. However, you know, that being said, I would say that it got mixed reviews um, kind of outside of the middle school population. I would say some people really seem to like it, which is interesting to me. Like part of me wishes that like I could be an adult person like I am now in 2009 and watch it for the first time and see what I think. You know, like tween Anna didn't really have the best sense of like what's right and wrong (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like things like that. I remember my parents really liked it. Yeah. Like they were like, Lee is good. A lot of people thought it was progressive uh, and like Yeah. Um, some people had a problem with that though. Yeah, there were some people who who took issue, for example, the the parents television council named Glee the quote unquote worst show of the week. And um some other people described it as quote anti-Christian because they violated almost quote almost all of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Um, which, you know, just so we're on the same page is not how I'm judging my TV shows. I'm not like sitting with my 10 no. commandments next to me and making a checklist like, oh, there's one that they violated. But apparently- oh, dang it, they murdered. Okay. Oh, no. I like that someone, someone at CNN called the show a recipe for disaster. Facts. I mean, absolute facts. And ultimately she was right because she said like the show's charm and bravado were enough to engage audiences. But ultimately, she was right. It was a recipe for disaster. We just had to, like, let it cook for a while. Yep. That's true. There was some criticism of the episode Wheels from, like, disability activists. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty problematic episode. And also kind of just, like, Artie in general. There's, like, some unpacking that probably needs to be done just because he was, like, an able... I mean, he is an able-bodied actor. And I know that there's, like, apparently somebody responded saying that like he understood that people were frustrated but also the actor was able to like sing and act and had the charisma and talent to like be that character so it's Mm -hmm. like on the one hand I can see where he's coming from because he had a picture of like who Artie is and then he could just put like an able-bodied actor in a wheelchair and call it good but like there's probably and call me crazy once again but like probably there are disabled actors out there who they could have cast who would have been just fine in that role yeah mm-hmm. so that's like a valid criticism mm-hmm. um I mean most criticisms of Glee are valid there's a lot to critique a lot to critique um it did really well in awards season though mm-hmm. yeah some glad awards I don't think the glad awards mean anything no the umbrella academy won a glad award <laughs> a peabody award was nominated for an NAACP image award Got some SAG awards. How many of these awards were because they like felt like they had to, you know? Possibly. But also remember when we talked about what was on TV? Like if your Uh, options are like Jersey Shore, The Vampire Diaries, or Glee and Teen Mom, (laughs) then I guess you have to give the GLAAD award to Glee. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, I mean, as we talked about last time, like um, representation was really different 
mm-hmm. than it is now. Mm-hmm. So I guess it makes sense. It's just like wacky now to like look back on. Exactly. No, it really is. And also, yeah, probably some of it was like, well, we have this show with a gay character. <laughs> Here yes. you go. And that's what I, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess until next time. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us on this, this journey. Yeah. Don't stop believing. As a fame. Oh my gosh. That's a famous thing about season one. Don't stop believing. All the journey songs. Yeah. True. I can't believe we forgot that. <laughs> Yeah, there is a theme of journey songs. A lot of journey songs in season one. I don't like journey that much. I don't really care for them. No. But don't stop believing. They always sing it in their little red shirts and their blue jeans. Yep. Easy costume if anyone's needing a holiday, a Halloween party costume. (laughs) Yeah. Facts. If you want to drop us an email, yeah. It's that's what you missed.pod at gmail.com. You can find us with the same Instagram handle. Slide into the DMs, leave a review, subscribe to the pod. All the things you would do to support your favorite podcast, you can do for us too. Yep, facts. Godspeed, Gleeks. Have a good week. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time. And that's what you missed on Glee.